Gregory Hallows, and you are listening to Preserve Halloween Podcast. Can you believe it's already the end of October? As When this podcast goes up, it will be only three days till Halloween. Where, where did October go this year? I don't understand. Uh, we're at show five now, and the first thing I want to go over for this podcast is the remaining three films in our 61 nights of Halloween. We have gone through a lot of movies in the past two months, and I think the these last three days are some of the best movies for this this whole thing. October 29th is It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. We talked about this last week, and it's weird that this will be the first year since the show was on broadcast TV that it will no longer be on broadcast TV. It's now a Apple Plus exclusive. And but I mean, like I said last week, every almost everybody has a DVD or you know, knows somebody that does, so you can watch it that way. October 30th brings The Crow, which is a wonderful movie, not necessarily, I guess a Halloween movie for most people, except for the fact that it's set on Devil's Night, and Devil's Night, if you don't know, is something that has been happening since the early 40s, I believe. Basically, the kids in the town would get together for mischievous criminal behavior. Usually nothing serious. It was more like minor pranks, uh, egging, soaping, waxing windows, leaving rotten vegetables, or flaming bags of feces on stoops, toilet papering trees, things like that, which generally didn't cause any property damage. But in the early 70s, that vandalism began to escalate to arson. This took place in a lot of inner cities, according to Wikipedia. Um, Detroit was probably the most prominent city that Devil's Night occurred in. In the late mid to late 80s, uh, the destruction was so bad that there was more than 800 fires set in 1984 alone. And then in 1994, after a very brutal Devil's Night, uh, the mayor of Detroit at the time, Dennis Archer, promised the residents of the town that arson would no longer be tolerated. Uh, in 1995, the city officials of Detroit organized and created something called Angels Night that they ran from October 29th through the 31st. And each year, as many as 50,000 volunteers would gather to patrol the neighborhood. And uh, a lot of these people would keep a... Uh, amber beacon on their their car to let people know they're they're out for the angels night uh they would talk to each other through cb radios by cell phone just to report suspicious activity uh because of this arson and other crimes declined and many people attributed it specifically to the angels night volunteers and because of that the results of those efforts the the arson and, and crime rates dropped so, so much that as of 2018, there was only five structure fires and only four the night before uh, Devil's Night in 2018. So because the Devil's Night declined and uh, the uh, incidences of arson and, and destruction moved, or basically they moved it. Now, instead of Devil's Night being the the night before Halloween, it seems like 
that that arson has been moved to the night surrounding July 4th, Independence Day. Instead of a crow situation, now it's more like the purge, I guess, which it's still horrible. Uh, but people, you know, the Los Angeles Dodgers just won the World Series, and the first thing that happened was people went out and started setting fires because they were happy. So it really makes no sense. I don't know. October 31st, I will be watching Halloween 3, the season of The Witch, but this year, because uh, we got a lot of flack last year for that choice, pick your own favorite. Pick your favorite movie. A lot of people will watch Halloween on Halloween night, but there are so many good Halloween movies that you can't go wrong. Just, you know, because Halloween this year is kind of a weird situation, just pick a movie and watch it with your family, you know? It's going to be one of those things where you might just stay home and kind of hang out. Alright, so I'm really excited to get into the topic of this week's podcast. It's something that I've been wanting to discuss for basically since the, the podcast started, but I wanted to make sure I got all my information in order and I kind of fell down a rabbit hole uh, with this topic because it's something I, I love. So let's get started. Inspired by Yolanda Fernandez de Cofino, a Guatemalan franchisee who created a limited option kid-centric meal called the Menu Ronald, the concept of what would become the Happy Meal was built upon her idea and expanded by American McDonald's executives and then polished by advertising executive Bob Bernstein, who is responsible for coming up with the Box Plus toy concept for the meal. This meal was often promoted with a movie, uh, and the first cross-promotional offering was 1979 Star Trek The Motion Picture. In the early years, McDonald's franchisees would hand out paper bags for Happy Meal purchasing and for any children to carry their trick-or-treat goodies in on Halloween. Uh, I found, I've actually looked up and found a few of these orange bags online. Uh, I think the last one I found was 1964. And then during the 70s, McDonald's around the country began distributing Halloween gift certificates, and they promoted these gift certificates as a safer option because at the time, the myth about razor blades and apples was rampant among parents and children. So here's the problem that I ran into with, with looking up this stuff for this week's podcast which if you haven't figured out yet it is the halloween happy meal pails one of the biggest problems i've had with looking up information about anything mcdonald's related is that the company doesn't exactly have the best track record for notations and they for some reason i can't figure out haven't embraced their ability to create collectible items they kind of just keep doing it And these items include toys, glasses, plates, vinyl records, and pretty much anything you can think of, McDonald's has marketed it for their Happy Meals. McDonald's archivist Mike Bullington has always had a fondness for the company and their Halloween giveaways. And over his almost two decades with McDonald's, Bullington has witnessed the evolution of Halloween at the company firsthand. He said... From the trick-or-treat bags, it went to gift certificates and eventually to the Halloween McNugget Buddies. But I think the favorite items have probably been the pumpkin pails. But Halloween at McDonald's has always been successful year after year. And as a customer, it's exciting to see the new ideas generated. So 
even the archivist for McDonald's kind of leans toward the uh, the pumpkin pails. Like, you know, anybody my age, I'm 45. So uh, in the time frame that these kind of were introduced, I was 10 years old. So I was their demographic, basically. McDonald's items, as a lot of us know, are crazy collectible. Even though the company has the archive, they don't exactly, you know, look into the past more than, I guess, the archivist himself. I know that I watched a video on a tour that Mr. Bullington gave on, I think, CBS Sunday morning or something like that. But it's crazy the amount of stuff he has in just the archive itself. But beyond that, you know, McDonald's doesn't really put out anything about their their toys and their Happy Meals or anything really from the past. And I think from a business standpoint, I kind of can understand that because they're always trying to look ahead and look forward to, you know, what's the next thing. But because of that, they've left the research and speculation on the collectability of their history of products to other people. And I found one example from the late 90s, a husband and wife, Joyce and Terry Lasonsky, they wrote a whole series of books on fast food collectibles, primarily McDonald's collectibles, and they they leaned heavily to the Happy Meal toys. And you can find these books on Amazon. They break them down by decades almost, and uh, they're on Amazon, and, and I think I found them on a bunch of other uh, book retailers on the internet. And the prices aren't bad. I think they were between 25 and 30 bucks per book, and it's like 200 to 300 pages, and I'm sure they're full of uh, pictures. I've actually ordered the one for the, uh, the cover of the 80s. So here's the thing. The first year McDonald's Halloween Happy Meal buckets were introduced, and... Sometimes they're called buckets, sometimes they're called pails, sometimes they're just called pumpkins. So depending on what you call them, it doesn't really matter. But they were tested regionally in 1985, and the year later, they were uh, released for widespread. So the first set featured three pumpkin-shaped pails that were designed to basically mimic what a jack-o'-lantern would look like. There was McPunkin, and that pail was traditional jack-o'-lantern face. It had two triangle eyes, a triangle nose, and, a, you know, the the toothy smile that we're used to when we see, a, a you know, your carbon cut or, I guess, base jack-o'-lantern. It's like, you know, that's the jack-o'-lantern you're taught to carve when you are first start out. So there's McPunkin, and then there was McBoo, who kind of had a ghost face, uh, had crescent eyes, and... Some people I've read, he had a button nose, so some people said he kind of resembled Mickey Mouse, which I kind of get, but maybe not so much. And then there was, the third one was McGoblin. He was supposedly the scariest, quote-unquote, of the three. He had the angry eyes, a giant nose, and the misshapen, jagged mouth. Now, I did mention that, you know, these were regionally tested first in 1985, and in those test markets, McPunkin was called McPunky, and the McGoblin Pail was called McJack. I have no idea why they changed the names, but it's kind of funny that uh, those two had a different name to start off with. Um, and McBoo was just McBoo. I don't think 
I can find no documentation that McBoo was ever anything but McBoo. The 1985 pumpkins were pretty much the same as the widespread release 1986 ones, except that the earlier versions had bigger faces and the copyright on the bottom of the pail said 1985 instead of 1986. And these first three set uh, pails are the only ones that have the name of the character on the back of the pail itself. McBoo, McPunkin, and McGoblin, the original trio, were such a huge hit that McDonald's reissued them in 1987. And after another year of just, you know, pretty much making every child happy to get a Happy Meal, they decided to uh, take a break in 1988, and there were no pumpkin pails issued at all for that year. But then in 1989, they uh, issued a new set, and this set is the one that brought the witch and the ghost pails. So in 1989, the Happy Meal set included um, the McGhost and the McWitch. And I don't believe these are the actual names of the pails. I think this is just what you know, us as fans has dubbed them because, like I said, the original set's the only one that has names on them. And on the actual advertising for the uh, Happy Meal Pails, there's not any names at all. So the McGoblin and the McPunkin were replaced with the new, completely new designs of the McGhost and the McWitch. And the McBoo stuck around and he's basically the exact same, you know, pail. There is no difference. Um, and the, f the funny thing, here's a fun fact. The original promotional art for the 1989 line showed that they planned on using the McGoblin as the third pail, but for some reason, at some point after they uh, made this poster, they decided to change uh, their minds and instead did the McBoo. And the other thing that I can't figure out is they introduced a ghost pail for 1989, but instead of calling it McBoo, it was just McGhost. So maybe that's why they decided not to name them, because it made no sense to me why the ghost pail wasn't called McBoo. Uh, but they had already named one McBoo, so I guess they screwed up and figured that out, and they had no choice but to just go with it. The McGhost pail was white this time instead of the original orange like the first three and had a really kind of dopey looking uh, ghost face on it. It was just, it was cool to have a ghost, I guess. And I mean, after, you know, this is, gosh, 35 years ago, there's still cool pails. The McWitch was the biggest change from the original three. She was, uh, and I say she because I think they chose to add a witch so that they could kind of market these pails to girls maybe i don't know how marketers thought back then but it the only reason i mean besides a witch is just you know inherently a halloween thing but i think they you know from a marketing standpoint i would assume that they kind of added the the witch so that they could say hey you know now we can market these to girls but i have no basis for that theory. It's just something that I've always wondered why they chose the witch other than it just made a lot of sense. 
The first version of the McWitch was dark olive green, and this one was the uh, first lid that wasn't flat. I guess not flat, but rounded. Uh, the lid for the McWitch was in the shape of a pointed witch's hat, which I always thought was cool. Um, so here's some notable features for collectors to kind of distinguish the 89 pails from the other years. Uh, the McWitch has an open eye design and the eyelashes are attached to the eye. She has no nose and a there's a wart on the right side if you're facing the pail, so it would be her left side of the mouth. Um, there's a spider on the back of the lid directly in the center where the hair would be or where the hair is, and he looks pretty happy with himself because he's smiling like a big goofball, and that's, you know, in the, in the hair. So that's the witch, and the McGhost is pretty much basically just a white pail with two big circle eyes and this goofy grin that if you're looking at the pail, the, the grin kind of veers off and gets smaller on the left, and that design changes dramatically much later, but we'll get into that. And although the McBoo I said was the exact same. There is a slight variation for for some reason the original set of pails only had four vent holes on the lids and in 1989 they added they added two more for some reason and my theory again has no basis but maybe they wanted kids to smell the hamburgers and the french fries inside the pail uh, a little bit better so they added some more holes so you could smell it. And I've also read that the face is supposedly a little bit different on the McBoo from 89, but I've never seen a difference on those pails, so I don't know if that's true or not. So the pails are moving along, everything's going well, and then in 1990 they got yet another makeover. And this time, kind of going with the theme of everything in the 90s, they decided to make the pails bright like day glow plastic basically but here's the fun thing about the that set the 90s set and this is why i think a lot of people who collect these this is their favorite set well this year in the 1990 set the ghost glows in the dark the mcwitch and the this time it's mcpunkin uh, they chose those are t those are bright green and bright orange, and then the McGhost glows in the dark. So that's a pretty significant change. So here's like like I said before for the for the collectors. Here are the features that you can kind of differentiate the '90s pails uh, from the other sets. So that you know, I'm one of those people that is super nitpicky about details. So I've gone through tons of pictures of these and wrote down everything I could see that was different because when I first started looking for these I had a really hard time trying to differentiate between the um, different sets and I'll explain that even more later because there's a huge reason why. Some of the features of the 90s pails to kind of set them apart the McWitch was now a bright almost glowing green and her eyes were now round with the eyelashes separate from the eyes themselves Still didn't have a nose, and the wart was still pretty much in the same place on the side of her face, right, you know, on the side of her mouth. But uh, the the hair was different this time, and that spider still there hanging out with his big cheesy, you know, grin that is like he's the king of the world. Um, the hat's still the, the cool pointed witch lid, so that was cool. Um, the McPunkin, 
is the exact same design as the original, but basically everything's flipped around. And they gave him a smaller nose for some reason. But the uh, the other difference is the McGhost for 90, besides glowing in the dark now, which I don't think they could ever beat that feature, his eyes were not round anymore. They uh, kind of had the kind of Pac-Man effect. And his smile was flipped around. So uh, it's reverse of the original. So, But, I mean, the biggest way to tell the difference between the two versions of the the mitt ghost is one glows in the dark and one doesn't so that's pretty uh pretty obvious for some strange reason even though you know they're killing it with these pails for whatever you know how many years it is now in 1991 they decided to just not do pails at all and did uh something called the mcboo bags i think uh they were vinyl bags that had either an image of a ghost, a witch, or Frankenstein's monster on them. But, you know, lo and behold, the Pales returned the following year in 1992, but with another redesign, which uh, this time they were designed to be closer to the McPunkin and the McBoo. Uh, this time the McWitch got a nose. The McGhost didn't uh, glow in the dark anymore, but they gave him hands. Uh, but the biggest change was... In the 1992 versions of the uh, pails, they had cookie cutters in the lids. And I don't know if it was just my age at the time, because in 92, I was a junior in high school. So show my age a little bit. But I kind of had given up on these Halloween pails by then. Um, And even now, after the uh, 1990 set, I don't really collect the uh, pails anymore. I have full sets of the 85 and the 86 and also you know the the 89 and 90 but that's it i don't go any further than that so i kind of tapped out on being uh any kind of caring about the uh pails after that so basically anything beyond the 1990 set i just consider irrelevant but there are some collectors of those so i don't want to disparage you guys uh i know that that might have been your time frame and that might only be the ones that you know of so Anyway, McDonald's stopped issuing pails every year. The 1992 and the 94 and the 99 pail sets uh, included the the cookie cutters. And I think that the handles became part of the lids themselves instead of attached to the pails. And with the 1990 set, they abandoned pails with faces at all. And they were just a wraparound scene, which I think any pail they had done after that uh, year basically was a wraparound of whatever movie they were they were uh, promoting at the time. But, you know, doing this research for these pails was super frustrating because other than just basically fan accounts of how much, you know, people love the, the Halloween pumpkin pails from McDonald's, there is not a lot of information out there. McDonald's itself doesn't really keep past Happy Meal promotion information online and especially not the Halloween pails themselves. I I'm kind of surprised that no one has issued or, you know, made a book about the pails cuz I would love to know, you know, the the reasoning behind why they did it, like what decisions were made, who came up with the faces, who the designers were of the pails themselves, you know, I'm one of those people that wants to know everything about it. Other, Cause you know, I love the pails They're You know, I'm kind of 
borderline obsessed with them. And I know there's a lot of other people like me out there that, you know, just love this time frame and it's the right age group. So I just don't get why McDonald's hasn't capitalized on that. And and I know that there are, I mean, there's, there's uh, petitions out there for people to want McDonald's to reissue these. So I mentioned earlier why it's kind of difficult when you're trying to look this stuff up online and try to get any information about the pails themselves. Well, here's the the other fun fact that's not a so fun fact. McDonald's left the 1986 copyright date on all the Halloween buckets that they created for over a decade. The 1986 date remained on the buckets through 1999. And in 1999, they began adding a second copyright date Basically, just to kind of uh, differentiate it. Actually, I think they might have done it in 92, but um, they started putting two years on the buckets. The The years, I don't think, were ever correct. They were a year or so off. Not until 2001, which was 15 years after the initial widespread release, would they start to uh, put the year that the pails were actually issued on the on the buckets themselves. Here's where the problem with that comes. If you're someone like me who who checks out online auctions and goes on eBay and Etsy and all those places looking for some of the stuff that we grew up wanting or having as a child, every pail says it's from 1986, which isn't true. So you have to kind of know what you're looking for. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast on on the buckets themselves and kind of the information. And I'm going to post some pictures that I've found. And it's it's been a real fun uh, search for this information because it's I just assumed like a lot of this stuff that it's something that people kind of just knew. But I'm, I'm really excited to go over the differences in these sets because to me, Essentially, there are three sets of pumpkin pails, maybe four if you count the first cookie cutters. But I consider the first three kind of the the epitome of what McDonald's was trying to do with the Halloween Happy Meal pails. And speaking of all the research, I really, really want to um, thank a few people for for issuing or putting out, you know, writing some really, really good informative articles. Uh, Ernie Smith at Tedium, who actually, I think he just published his uh, report on the pails in, you know, yesterday. So I found this one at the last minute. Uh, Elise Wax at Dread Central, uh, the folks behind the Kids Meal Wiki, Sid Lexia, McDonald's archivist Mike Bullington, uh, and especially the folks at East Coast Pirates Apparel, we, I've talked to them a lot on Instagram, and they have done, I think, two auctions for um, these pails. And I never won anything, but it was fun watching them and seeing how many people were super stoked about getting one of these pails because, you know, it's one of those, when you get something like this that you grew up loving and you haven't had it, it's an instant boost and it just makes you happy and it's you know with the way this year's gone and and so many bad things that have happened during the pandemic it's cool to see you know a simple you know plastic pail can make somebody so excited so i'm really thankful to those guys for 
for doing these articles and posting photos. And, you know, I learned so much from all the photos that I found online. I really hope that McDonald's gets their act together and one day uh, decides to reissue these pails in some capacity. Or, you know, maybe they'll let somebody else do it. Uh, I've reached out to McDonald's corporate offices and also Mr. Bullington, the archivist himself, to try to find some answers about things that I couldn't find online because I haven't found someone that actually worked at McDonald's during the time these came out to ask questions about. A lot of times... When I do research, I can find someone, you know, directly involved with what I'm writing about or someone that was there and and did the work themselves. So I've kind of struck out on on doing that this time, but I'm got my fingers crossed and hopefully uh, one of these people will get back to me and we can uh, find out some more information and kind of convince them, say, hey, man, there are. So many people that love these pails, why do you guys just refuse to to do it? I mean, this year was the perfect year to do it because it's the 35th anniversary from the original set. So we have a whole year to kind of convince them because 86, I guess you could call the, the widespread release. So next year would be the 35th anniversary. So maybe we we can convince them collectively to put something out that us... Halloween Happy Meal Pale crazy people would be excited about getting. And maybe we can introduce this whole uh, generation, new generation, to what we loved as children. Because, you know, that's one of the things that's fun about doing this is introducing a whole new group of people to the things that, that we love. So until next time, preserve Halloween. What do you put in your McDonald's Halloween pumpkins? Booty and McBoo, matey. Carrot and McGowan. Golden McPumpkin, partner. Now you can collect one of three different pumpkins with the purchase of every McDonald's Halloween pumpkin Happy Meal. What you put in them is up to you. Now you can get McDonald's Happy Meal pails for... Halloween! There's a pumpkin pail, Boo! a witch, Boo! and a ghost Boo! that glows in the dark. You can get a different one each week until... Halloween! Halloween!